welcome to yet again another episode of Swapping Joysticks, your home of games and wine. Hello and welcome to yet again another episode of Swapping Joysticks, your home of games and wine. Uh, cheers. cheers. I totally forgot that we were recording this tonight and opened up a bottle of wine and That's fine. had half of it. So It you're might gonna, help us. You're going to get... Yeah, we said this might be a short one, but you never know. We might end up just running our mouths. <laughs> I don't know about that. We'll turn the camera off for that. Who are you, Ben? I'm Ben. Who are you? Ed. Ed, Ed yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but welcome. Yeah, I, I'm Biggest Benus, you can call me. Uh, call me Biggest. Call me Gus. Call me Ben. Whatever you want to call me. As long as you Big call me. Gus. Call me anything you want, as long as it's not late for dinner. <laughs> that is a terrible joke. Uh, um, and what can we call you, Ed? Just Ed is fine. Yeah, you don't like pet names, do you? No, not Eddie, not Edmund, Edgar. I mean, Ed Edward is my full name, but only my mum Edgar Allan Ho. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, no, you don't. So is that a message for Gary? <sighs> Gary kind of gets away with it because he's sweet. but Because he can't spell your real name. Wow, I did not say that. <laughs> can't spell Although Ed. Ed is only spelled E-D. The number of people who spell it with two Ds. I'm like, no, there's only one D here. Well, they're like, it's either Ed, Ed or Eddie. Yeah, one of those is correct. When would it ever be with a d double D? Honestly, some people do that. It's like, Ed with a double D. Just the one. Well, you make many more of those uh, cinnamon rolls. You'll be Can needing we not a bring up the cinnamon rolls? Up. What's wrong with your cinnamon rolls? They were brilliant. They I weren't. They were fantastic. If anyone has a good, authentic Swedish cinnamon roll recipe, please send it to me. It's like, oh, it's not amazing. I'm eating it going like, this is like, this is as though it's fresh from Greg's. It was absolutely delicious. Fresh from Greg's? If Greg's. Do you want this wine over you? <laughs> no, it's in me. Uh, but it was, it was really nice. It was warm. Okay. Okay. They were not perfect, but they were better than Greg's. Thank you very much. Well, Greg's don't do cinnamon rolls. Well, quite. Exactly. It was like the Bang & Olufsen or whatever they... What's that one Orlenstein. called? Orlenstein. Orlenstein, yeah. They're, no, it, was like it, it wasn't as good. Their cinnamon slice is very mm, good. Yeah. Very good. It was not as good as that. But it was, No, it was nice because it was warm. And it was a bit like when you have a cheese croissant. You ever, have you ever had a cheese croissant? Yes. And it's kind of... A ham and cheese croissant. Yes. Usually if I'm very, very hungry. I'm not a massive fan of ham and cheese together. Cheese and what? meat are not my favourite combination. Cheese goes with everything. Not necessarily with meat. Yes. It goes separately to meat. No, it goes so like on the meat. Melting cheese on meat is just, it's not my favourite thing in the world. What? It's like mixing meats. People who mix meats are, are weird. And it's against God. What? Do you not like a turducken? I beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a what? A turducken. Is that like a something duck? It's and a, a chicken. chicken stuffed in a duck, oh. stuffed in a turkey. No, I don't. Oh. And I don't want that. That's, you know, an affront to nature. Oh, I'd eat it. Yeah, you'd eat anything. We discovered that earlier. Yeah, this is true. You'd eat snails. Snails are delicious. Smothered in garlic. Yeah, you're like, oh, snails are delicious, but it's only the sauce. You wouldn't eat a snail on its own, would you? Well, no, it has to be cooked, obviously. Yeah, but would you eat it just on its own, cooked? Maybe. That's the thing with, like, chicken as well. You wouldn't really just eat chicken on its own without covering it because chicken doesn't taste of anything i mean you would but it's quite bland like chicken yeah i'm not a massive fan of 
chicken that's not. It needs some seasoning on it. It does. On a nice crispy skin. Like my treat. You know when like a dog is giving a treat? Like when you're cooking something and then you feed something to the dog. When you're cooking a roast dinner and you have the bone of whatever meat you're cooking and you're like, you know what? I'll give that to the dog to lick out. And you give me a bone to lick out every no, time. No, I give you chicken skin. <laughs> you do. But like a, a kind of a crispy, very salted chicken skin. And I also like the chicken skin. It's, just, it's the best part of the it's meal. It's just, you get that fresh out of the oven as a little as a little treat. Do you prefer chicken skin that's like salty or crackling? Which do you prefer? It's a tough choice because crackling, you get more of it. It's mm. thicker. But also, Breaks in order teeth. to make it happen... You have to put a shit ton of salt on. And sometimes that's too much salt. Whereas chicken skin is a lot thinner. Mm. So it only takes a little bit of salt to make it go crispy. But you don't get as much of it. Just had dinner and I'm hungry now. Yeah, same. We should stop talking about food. Food. Anyway, um, food. <laughs> what is your favorite food, Ed? No. Uh, what's your favorite video game of the year? Tell us. Oh, I don't know that just yet. No? You're going to no, save no, no. it for the end of year? Podcast? Yeah. That, I mean, advert. We've got a, we'll have a Game of the Year podcast at some point over Christmas. We will. And also another advert coming up in the next oh, uh, couple of weeks. We're going to have two special podcasts in addition to our normal Ooh. ones. Are we gonna, should we say who we're going to interview? I think we should. We should hype it up. Um, sure. Yep. Uh, later this week, we'll be putting up a, I was about to say one-to-one, but one-to-one-to-one interview. Two-to-one. A two-to-one interview. Uh, with Rook, aka Rookery, who is a... Final Fantasy 14 and MMO streamer, also 14. Expert. Yeah, I mean, total expert. A caster. She was casting at the uh, fan fest that yep. we were at and is a fellow member of Rainbow Arcade. Just an all round good egg and a very talented good egg. Yeah. So we're going to have a good chat about fan fest, a little mm-hmm. debrief, maybe some thoughts on, on what we think is going to happen in Dawn Rail. Yes. Dawn Rail or Dawn Trail so I was like oh yeah that's the name no, the it's proper not. name yeah um, so yeah and some thoughts on on just MMOs I guess that's true yeah because I'm intrigued to see if she's ever played WoW or what she thinks of it because it's pretty much everybody's just saying that it's going to come to Xbox in the next year potentially mm-hmm. and if that is true then that might give me a little you know I might be tempted if, I'd, if I've got to the end of Final Fantasy XIV's uh, main story quest, I might be tempted just to dip into WoW and see what it's like. But we'll see. Because the amount of people that make the uh, that pay the subscription for WoW, which is actually more expensive than Game Pass, is probably... Is it? Yeah. It's oh, like, wow. Well, I think it maybe depends what tier you're on. But I was I don't buy a WoW subscription, but I was on Reddit. So obviously it must be true. And of, there were people, of course, if it's on Reddit. And there were people talking about like, there's no way that they would include the WoW subscription with Game Pass for PC because uh, it's like it's more expensive to pay for a WoW. They'll just bump the price up. Someone said that they might. wonder if there's going to be a, like a high, high, high tier Game Pass. Well, that's the thing. With PlayStation um, PS Plus, mm. you've got different tiers. And you get different things with each tier. And Game Pass is kind of just one at the moment. Um, well, you can have either just Xbox, just PC, or both. Yeah, ultimate. Ultimate. So maybe they will split that into tiers a bit like PlayStation. Maybe. And offer different things for each. Hmm. Which for me sort of defeats the point a little bit. Because yeah. it's meant to be a sort of all-in-one. You pay this and you get access to loads of stuff. Yeah. But equally, I can kind of understand that different games a different value 
It's like they, they brought in streaming service like with Netflix. That was brought in and it kind of wiped out all the people that used to buy their different networks. Um, and like, you know, what, when they used to buy certain channels for various things, then Netflix came out and kind of put those all together. And now it's all separating again. And we're getting like the same problem that we had before. Because there's Disney, there's yeah Netflix, there's Hulu, there's HBO. And like there's all these different ones. And it's like, oh, great. It's just a digital version of all the channels that we've got to choose. And now it's happening with Game Pass as well. It's like you don't have to buy the games, but then here are here's UPlay Plus, here's EA, uh, whatever, here's the PlayStation Plus one. There's they're just far too many at the moment. Although I do quite like the Game Pass and PlayStation Plus actually do include some of those already. They keep include the EA Play, I think it is EA, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. And Ubisoft. The Ubisoft is in Xbox. Is it? It might be both now. Actually, I'm not entirely sure. I can't remember. But yeah, used in a while. Just, just, yeah, buy your games. And our second podcast. <laughs> yeah, second podcast. Who are we talking to? We are, we're going to PlayStation. Oh, yes. We're actually not recording it in our no, office. Not in our home. We your are going. Your wonky uh, Red Dead Redemption poster behind you. That's your poster. Is it? Well, mine's the Zelda one. Oh, is that why yours got put straight and mine just got left wonky? Well, it dipped and then I didn't change it and neither did you. Oh. But yes, that is one key. Yeah, so if anybody, all the thousands of people emailing in saying like, do you know your poster's wonky? I mean, they're not. We can, yeah, sure. we understand. We know, we just, well, I think with anyway, Ed staring at it all day, he might have adjusted it, but no. Wow. Um, we are going to the PlayStation office to interview a friend of ours called Juan, mm. who works in localization and worked on Spider-Man 2. Uh, with Insomniac, and so we're going to be learning what is localization and mm. what does that involve, which is going to be quite interesting because I think it's an area that people don't know too much about, and it's actually really important. Essentially, it's it's about making sure that people around the world can play games in their own language. And Spider-Man's going to be interesting because you've seen all the quotes and all the little um, snippets from Spider-Man 2 where people have just been having a little a little chat in the in the street, and it's... Apparently, a lot of that was um, improv- improvised. Improvised, that's it. I was like, ad hoc, no, impromptu. No, improvised. No, improvised. Yeah. And it's going to be, it's interesting, yeah, having those and then being then having to kind of localize it. Because mm. if it's just a colloquial chat in English, like, hey, what's up? How's it going? Well, we'll find out, won't we? Well, like, it's it for people. Que pasa. Yeah. So, yeah, we will, in fact, quite all know that. Uh, in Spanish. So we're going to talk all about Spider-Man, basically, which is mm-hmm. going to be good. Speaking of which... Maybe Sean Layden will pop by. Who? He was on uh, Sean Layden. Isn't he the PlayStation man from the back from back in the day? Oh, from back in the Oh, okay, yes. What was he ranting about on Twitter yesterday or oh, the day before? Bloody night. Yeah, he's gone on... Yeah. I'm not sure, but... He was on Twitter. I remember thinking, like, I remember when you were face of playstation and now you're complaining about something on twitter obviously who doesn't isn't that what twitter's for no twitter's for you know misogyny racism and uh, and pop Mm. yeah (laughs) i imagine i I don't know i've never looked never looked um anyway speaking of spider-man speaking of ed's alt what shall we i do not have an alt (laughs) um spider-man we've both played Oh, we're going to but, talk about Spider-Man. Well, we should talk about what we've been playing this week, mm-hmm. which for me has been Spider-Man 2. Yes. Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2, mm-hmm. to give it its full name. Yeah. Which is pretty much the only thing I played this week, actually. Um, I am almost done with it. Mm-hmm. I reckon I can finish it in a couple of days. 
but I keep getting distracted by side quests. So it's taking me a little bit longer. I know some people have just mainlined the the main story and got through it in a couple of days. You are only a couple of hours in so far, right? So I'm, a, well, technically I've done about four hours of it. Um, however, I am restarting it because I'm launching my Let's Play videos on YouTube because I thought, you know, YouTube, well, I'm moving my content, uh, like my streaming schedule to just be Friday and Sunday. And I was like, you know what? It gives me a lot more time. I'm going to start putting stuff on YouTube. Um, we're going to have obviously the weekly podcast. I'm going to put up the, the extra ones, the interviews that we've got are going to go up there. Um, and also another extra one that hasn't been announced yet, but I'd like to put some like regular stuff up. And one of those is like, oh, let's put a let's play because I like single player games, but I'm not a massive fan of streaming single player story based games because people either they don't care because they are wanting to play themselves or they come in and, and then you get like maybe some backseating or people trying to spoil it. And God forbid backseaters. I know you were playing like the earlier. Um, so I was well, just no, some, sometimes it's OK. <laughs> I was. Yeah, so I'm like, you know, I, but I do like to play it and I don't necessarily want to play it just on my own. I want to kind of experience and share the highs and excitement of these games. The highs and the lows. Uh, there's no lows in Spider-Man, it's great. So I've restarted it and in the next week or two, they'll start popping up a couple each week. Um, and I've already recorded the first one. And that goes up until... Um, I'm trying to think. It's, well, it's kind of until the... you. You, until you cycle to the school that you're sneaking into. So it's very, very okay. early on. Yeah. Like I've just done the Sandman tutorial and done a few, um, like opened up some side quests. That's pretty much what I've done. Yeah. I am a lot further in and I won't say where because spoilers. Yeah, every time I go into the living room, you're like, mm, pause. don't pause it. Don't look, don't look, don't look. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying it. It's not my favorite, but I'm enjoying it. I... I think we've, we've talked about before, like, neither of us are necessarily, like, big Marvel fans or... Marvel Spid Snap fans. Sure. Or big Spider-Man fans specifically. I played the first one on PS4 when it first came out, and I enjoyed it, and I platinumed it, because it was an easy platinum. Mm -hmm. um, for me, it's just a good action game. I'm not blown away by it, as in, like, the first Spider-Man game. Um, Miles Morales, I enjoyed a lot more. Because for me, it's sort of shorter and more focused. And I really like Miles as a character, which I feel is a bit more interesting than Peter Parker, who's kind of just basic Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I feel like Miles is just more interesting. I think the characters around him are more interesting. His story is about helping his community, which I think is just, is more interesting. Yeah. It's, and it's a Christmas game play. as well. Also true. They're not enough Christmas games. Yeah. That was my, that was my COVID game. When we got COVID a couple of years ago and I couldn't leave the house, so I sat and oh. played Miles Morales for like three days straight. Wasn't mine... I think mine was Phoenix, Immortals, Phoenix Rising. Oh, dear. And I think Ghost of Tsushima. Better. Yeah. Better. Both great um, games. So now I'm playing Spider-Man 2 and it's basically Spider-Man 1 and Miles Morales put together. With There's quite a lot of extra stuff that they've added. There's like a the lot wing of... Suit. There is a lot of extra stuff. And actually, that's what I sort of don't like about it. Because, and and this isn't a spoiler, this is very, very general. The sort of theme of it, especially in the early sort of points of the story, as you will have seen, is about multitasking. It's about how can you balance being Peter Parker slash Miles and also Spider-Man. So you've got your day job, you've got your superhero life, you've got your friends and family. How do you manage all of that? 
which is a really obvious theme mm. and that's fine but i feel like they've sort of used that as a narrative theme as an excuse to just fill the world with stuff so it's a very typical open world game of here's a map with loads of points and lots of little things to do and collectibles and side quests and missions and whatever mm. and they've kind of just They've, for me, that's just very typical. You know, that's very typical sort of Ubisoft design of open world, fill it with stuff. That's it's not enjoyable. as bad as that. The stuff is good and it's creative. Um, th there are all these different types of missions and like robots to collect and spider bugs to play as and, and stealth missions and challenges and all this stuff. So... That's not it a world creative. game, though, isn't it, really? Well, it is. Hence, for me, it's like it's kind of just a typical open world game, but they've sort of tried to give it a reason by saying, oh, but it's about multitasking. And I'm like, well, sure. But for me, it just it lacks a bit of focus. I think, like I say, I haven't finished the main quest. The bits of the main quest I've done, I really like. I think there's a good main quest in there, but there's actually not that much to it, to be honest. So I almost feel like they've just padded it out with stuff to do when... I'd rather that the storyline was a bit more focused and I'd actually rather that the game as a whole was shorter. That's also why I like Mars Morales. It's a shorter game, but, it tells, the first a, one in the but whole it tells a good story. One stream, nine hours. Oh, I know. And that's that's fine because there's only one Spider-Man. Mm. Whereas here, it's like you've got two Spider-Man, two Spider-Men to play as, um, both day job and the Spider-Man. Then there's other heroes, there's other villains, there's other characters. There's so much going on that I just feel like it lacks a bit of focus and I kind of preferred the single Spider-Man, here's one good story, mm. rather than trying to tell like 10 different stories in one game, which I just find a bit frustrating. I feel like as well, and maybe you'll find this later, I feel like they did Miles a bit dirty. Like it's more Peter's game than it is Miles. And that's annoying because Miles is much cooler <laughs> and much better. And I actually prefer Miles' powers as well. Same. So, I mean, I have seen something on... IGN, I don't know if they spoiled it with a headline, did you? Yeah. So you maybe there are, there's a big spoiler going around, which was also a Eurogamer. I, didn't, I have not looked at the actual spoiler itself, but there was something that they talked about at the next game's lead character, and I was like, yes. oh, okay. So that maybe we'll be yes. happy about it. I've not looked any deeper into that, and I'm going to just play the game without. But yeah, also don't put spoilers in of games that have just come out that are going to be played by millions of people, you dicks. Yeah, don't do it in a headline. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, yeah I, I would, I'm, I'm still I, really enjoying it. Though, what do you think of like that. when you're playing? Because I've I was fought, uh, fighting like on a rooftop against a bunch of you know the sand people and breaking the thing, and all of a sudden like Miles came along to help. That's really cool, mm. that, and that's the thing. It, it has an almost co-op vibe, but you're playing as both characters. Yeah, and I will say that there are other bits that do similar things as that as well. There was cool. I was listening to Next Lander podcast, and I think it was Brad or something. He was about to go into it was about to go and fight and then he went and switched to Miles. i think he was like oh i can't be bothered or something like that he went he was going to go and fight these sand people and he was swinging near them but didn't fight them and was like you know what? i'm going to go as miles because i've got a better that was it i was going to go and play as miles because i've got more skills unlocked on him and i was a bit low on health with the other one so i'm going to go and fight with him so switched to miles and then obviously miles was quite far away went to the place where he was before to get the sand crystal and Peter had cleared everybody out and it had been finished and they'd finished it by himself. 
Oh. Which I thought was quite... But he couldn't... He had to go and then, like, reload it because he couldn't go and collect the crystal in the middle. That sounds like a bug. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, the, was... the bug that you... The bug would be that you can't get the crystal, but it's kind of cool that, like, yeah, you left him, so he's not going to just wander away from this. He's going to go and actually fight them. I mean, true. I, I have also seen quite a few bugs in it, to be honest. Same. I, I was underneath... I was standing on top of a building and my waist below the waist was kind of sunken into the building most of mine have been sound bugs so i found that if you're like halfway through a conversation on the phone because a lot of them that you know miles will be calling his mum or something like that Mm. or peter's calling mj if you then switch to the other spider-man quite often the original conversation will continue Mm. as if you're still playing as that character so peter's still talking to mj Mm. but i'm playing as miles um i've had that a lot or um the subtitles not coming up at the same time and being off kilter. Yeah. That's not great. Um, I had another bug where I couldn't actually start a mission because I needed triangle to pop up to press it to start the challenge. And yeah. I was literally stood right next to it and I was moving all the way around it and it just was not popping up. So I couldn't start. Sometimes it. you got to do a little bit of like tank controls. If you're going to approach something and need a triangle, you have to kind of reverse around. And then or if I approach it from a different way. Yeah, I tried that. It didn't work. Or I had like a, a health bar for a, for an enemy that or, or something that was up for ages on the screen. Um, mm. So it has been a bit buggy, which is a bit annoying. And I wouldn't expect that from Insomniac. No. Um, but despite all those problems, I'm still having a really good time with it. It does very much feel like an Insomniac game. I still I keep meaning to check who the composer is because the music is like straight out of Ratchet and Clank to me. Okay. It sounds very Ratchet and Clank. And in the same way that Ratchet and Clank has different worlds with different weapons and different modes and game types and all these different things going on, I feel like Spider-Man 2 has the same kind of vibe. There's a lots lots of things going on, which is all very creative. And I, as much as I appreciate that, I still wish it was a bit more focused, but the combat's great. The opening is very, very cool. Um, the tech behind it's great as well. The whole fast travel thing is super impressive. So it very much feels like a PS5 game. Um, and it's just it's just a really good, well-made action game. Mm. It is uh, John Paisano. Okay. Who has done um, a lot of uh, film and TV he has done, I mean, he's done all the Spider-Mans, Spider-Men, Detroit Become Human, Gran Turismo Sport, Mass Effect Andromeda, um, the Avengers Campus attraction in Disney, California. Okay. Um, but like mainly with... But with, not Ratchet? No. Oh. Mainly with films. It sounds very Ratchet to me. The Maze Runner. Um, so yeah, he's done a, a fair few. Ben 10. Oh. There you go. Not... But yeah, no, he, he just seems to be like yeah. the go-to Spider-Man composer. So for me, it's it's just like a solid sort of eight out of ten. Like it's yeah. not my favorite game because I think my heart isn't in it in in the way that say a Final Fantasy or a Zelda. Like my heart's in that a bit more, and I might actually be more critical of it, but my heart's in it a bit more. Mm. And I don't have that affinity with Spider Man, but I can still see that it's just a really good quality action game. You know, if you've got a PS Five, yeah, it's, it's definitely worth it playing. That's what I like about it. It just really does show off. And it, it's something that you would 100% recommend to anybody that has a PS5. Absolutely. Like, you don't have to be a Spider-Man fan to enjoy it, which is what's good about it. You yeah. can appreciate it just as a good quality action game. Mm. I just kind of prefer Miles Morales, I think. Yeah, I mean... I think that's what I'm getting around to in my head. To me, I would say the first Spider-Man is a good 9 out of 10 because it's, it was the first of its type that was like that, kind of. With, it introduced the web swinging that was just perfect mm. from the, like, from the get-go. 
you had that sense of speed whizzing around. There was very, very, there were very few bugs at all. It had a really cool, obviously, comic book storyline to it that was twists and turns and interest every every angle. And they made the open world seem so fun and fluid to go around that you don't even need to do any fast travel. Except you did I, for never, the I never used it. I needed it for the Platinum. Um, Miles Morales, for me, I mean, that is a 10 out of 10 game. I, maybe I'm even more generous with my 10s. I think it's pretty much everything I want from a game like that. Mm. And yeah, this one, so I'm only a few hours in, so I'm not going to rank it, but I'd say, you know, it's, it's not a letdown compared to the other two at all. So. There are, there are some very, very cool story moments, which if anyone at home has played it, you'll know the bits I mean. When we talk and about I'm extra... looking forward to hearing your thoughts on, mm. on those bits once you get there, because there we... are some very, very cool bits. We talk about doing extra podcasts, maybe like the odd spoiler cast every now and again we could do. We could do that. Mm. Maybe a Spider-Man one would be... Interesting, especially if it leaves things open for a sequel. True. I feel like we need to be bigger Spider-Man fans to speculate. As Let's to bring in Moni. We'll bring in somebody <laughs> that knows about Spider-Man's us. Sure. Yeah. Moni, watch the, watch the Let's Play with me because I know you're not going to play it. So uh, watch the Let's Play and we'll talk about Spider-Man's us. And you nice. can tell us about, you know, his relationship with Batman and... Robin. Robin. The threesome they have. Hmm like mm. um that's about it for me actually i haven't really played anything else this week yeah um i'm still playing liza p on um on stream but i'm very close to the end i'll sort of give a final verdict i think once i finish it um and that's about it for me i'm very much looking forward to playing alan wake 2 that's gonna be my next game good for you and mm, no thanks what have you been playing ben and not really much at all what have I... oh wait no i've been playing city skylines 2 Yes. I have been balls deep in that. I'm being, you know, I'm like 20 hours in playing that. It's been so much fun. And yeah, there are... How many cities have you made in 20 hours? Three. Oh, okay. Well, technically... I thought no, you were going to say one. No, well, technically zero. Because oh. none of them have grown to a city yet. However, oh, that's so the, awkward. The first one that I started was obviously, you know, the little trial, just kind of learn, go through the tutorials, did it off stream, kind of learn how to place things and what works, etc., etc. Uh, then the second one, I spent a bit more time building it up. Also, I don't know. I think it was off stream, that one. But then this third one, I was like, okay, you know what? Let's have it on. Let's make it we'll do it on stream. And I'll just go and play through it and see how far we can go before it turns into complete chaos. And I have to just restart it because everyone's di uh, dying. And you'll be pleased to know that no one's died yet. However, I am oh. so, so close. Because there are about 16 or 15 different like levels of your from kind of hamlet or whatever it is mm -hmm. to like megalopolis which is the the maximum one i'm currently at like grand town and then the next level is small city or tiny city so i am and i'm very very close to actually doing that in fact i would have probably done it in like the five minutes at the end of my stream but i think big brother was on so i had to run out i mean understandable so i am definitely progressing oh no it's the formula one um mm. so i am progressing nicely and it's Great. It doesn't feel like... So in City Skylines 1, traffic was like the biggest enemy. You would have a a part... Eventually, your city would just become impossible to navigate because the amount of like traffic that was just full up on your thing... Like people would download um, mods or yeah, mods from the Steam Workshop. that had, These had been created to kind of alleviate the traffic and they'd created these intersections just to help the traffic go and flow. Whereas this time around, it doesn't seem as, you know, traffic obviously is a, an issue in, in parts and actually, but 
it doesn't it feels like an issue in the same way that everything is an issue in there you get to a point where yes the roads need upgrading okay, your little two lane roads are not going to handle the traffic of a of a large city i mean that makes sense yeah exactly so it just it makes sense i've you know put my greatest friend in there around about and love around love, love around i've turned my city into milton Keynes. oh no it's, uh, it is oh no don't continue with that it's weird because roundabouts can definitely handle a high amount of traffic but also when it gets a little too high no they die and that's when you have to kind of properly either put like a new junction in there or turn a road into like a highway or a motorway not the other way around yeah um but yeah and i've just been having a lot of fun and that's the thing as well like you can upgrade a whole road if you've got your main street with all the houses on the side and you've built up all this you're like, yeah, okay, if I'm going to turn this into a motorway, it's going to just like demolish all the houses on both sides that I've been spent ages building. But they just automatically get kind of remade or rebuilt and repopulated. So it's been, it's just a really fun, addictive game. There's always something that you have to do or there's always something that you can do to improve. So it's just, it's just a very, very relaxing and rewarding game. And I'm not playing it on the highest speed to try and whiz through there. I'm just there and enjoying it. And I was like, you know what? There's a, so I built between in this like giant valley and one side of the river, I've kind of expanded it. We've got the residential district, the industry and like the, the shopping here and there. And then on the other side of the, of the river, I hadn't really touched. And then last time I was like, you know what? I'm going to try and make it realistic. And I had a nice windy road um, and then like a dirt path. And we had some farms along there. And eventually it's getting a little bit busier. So we're adding a few more houses out there and the odd shop and there's a school now. And it's just that kind of realistic feel to it that you can, the, it, you do feel like you are creating a city. I have two questions for you. Ask away. The first question is how approachable is it? Because my my history, I guess, with management games is sort of roller coaster tycoon and two-point campus which are quite simple um yeah i get the impression that this is quite complex and there's a lot of layers to it it's uh it's definitely it can be more complex but you can pause it at any time and then just go and fix what you have there's also like immediately when you start a game it's like do you want unlimited money and unlocked everything i would recommend oh. not unlocking everything but unlimited money absolutely because then you can just redo anything but I've, I've not done that, but I treat these a little bit like a, um, I've said this before, I treat these a little bit like a um, roguelike game where you get to the point where you're like, now I'm just going to restart. Or you get to the point where it's a little bit too difficult. You're like, okay, I'm going to restart. But now I've gained the knowledge from the first one, like from my previous ones that, okay, now when I'm going to plan it, I'm going to have the residential area actually really far away from the industry, even though it's, you know, I'm not going to keep it, you know, growing and, Immediately, the first thing I'm going to unlock is a square over in a totally different part of the map so that I can put my industry there and they'll always be separated. And it's quite, I mean, it's. Is that what you want? Yeah. Okay. You do, because eventually, which is the problem, kind of the problem I've got now, and I'm going to have to do some rezoning. My industry. So you start off with quite a small tile set, like a, I don't know what it is, five by five or something like this. And you've got. And so you can only really put your industry and your residential and your commercial because they're the three that you start off with. You can only put them really quite close to each other. So as your city grows and grows and grows, you eventually have a part where your industry and your residential is quite close. 
and it causes like noise pollution. And mm. but you've also got to make sure that the wind is not blowing the industry over the city because luckily the wind is always in one direction. Um, which is, is that realistic? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> Definitely not. But then eventually, as your city gets a bit busier, you'll uh, it'll you'll need some office zoning. Um, so which is then the purple one where you put and you it, it's like some kind of you know retail park business offices. Um, and then the residential bit splits into three. So you've got the low density housing, you know, like the nice, relaxing, kind of detached houses. Then you've got like the terraced houses, very Cardiff and mm. uh, well, very uh, Kensington as well. Yeah, very central London. Very central London. And then eventually you get, you know, your high rises, your skyscrapers, and your those kind of places, the tower blocks. So yeah, it's it's quite simple. It's just like residential, commercial, and uh, industry and then it'll show you at the bottom like the demand so if you see your industry is demand is pretty high you're going to need to make some more industry places but then you have to balance it out and it doesn't really matter because you can just remove things if you're not if you've got way too much industry and there are not enough people there and there's loads of industries that are like hey there's nobody here that can you know we can give a job to you just remove a few hmm. there's no fails as far as i'm aware there's no fail state i mean the fail state would be if you are just losing loads of money constantly but I imagine you can just, you know, delete half your map and yeah. eventually it'll start climbing and just kind of start again. Although at that point, you're probably like, you know what, I've learned some things. I'm going to restart it. Yeah. And it just, it, it, I love how everything just grows naturally. Like you're putting some squares down and be like, okay, these, these squares will be residential and they'll just pop up and they'll be maybe not unique, but they'll be quite different houses. There'll be, you know, different layouts. And it does feel a bit like a city. And I've been there playing it for quite a few hours and people would come into the chat and been like, Oh, I've been playing this, but my city never looks this good. I'm like, really, it's not difficult to make it look like this. It's just I've just gone along slowly with it and built what was needed. And now we've got a subway system, and oh, which nice. is not really necessary, I don't think, at the moment. It's not making much money. But yeah. like the bus systems, I mean, you can be really... Like putting down mailboxes or post boxes in around the city is something that you can do. Oh, wow. I've got bus, I've got bus routes. I put down all the bus stops so you can actually create the routes where they go. And yeah, it's just, it's really good fun. Sounds like something you really can spend hours on. Yes. I'm going to be back playing it on Thursday, but we've got the interview with Rook afterwards. So yes. I will not be playing it until, or streaming it until midnight. However, next Sunday on our anniversary, actually no, it can't because it's our anniversary and we are going out. So. Oh, well, Shock horror, you can't play this video game for hours. I know. I could easily do a 24-hour stream playing this. My other question for you, because I had two, um, is how does it run? Because there have been so many reports of it running badly, yeah. not looking great. How has it been for you? Fine. Like, I'm playing this on a 3080, and I use it, and I'm running this on my gaming PC as opposed to... It's not a combined one where I'm streaming from the same PC as, my, um, as what I'm playing it on. So it's not got that extra pressure on it. But yeah, it's fine. I have, I did uh, go onto Reddit and follow these recommended settings for turning certain things off. And I turned them off. And yeah, I mean, it definitely is not 60 FPS, uh, like when it's a large city or a small city or a grand town that it is now. But I mean, I've got snow around, it's raining. There are, every car is moving in the city. There are people walking around. There's so many different moving parts to it that yeah it is going to be very demanding um and you can even get like zoomed in and have a photo mode i mean the characters look horrific 
it's generally like a game of guess who, you know, it's like somebody oh, with a God. yellow afro and then blue uh, beard and wearing some kind of thing from uh, Vimted, pre-loved fashion. Oh, yeah, that kind of that. place. An Icelandic indie jazz folk band. Indie jazz folk band uh, sweater. Yeah, they're all wearing those. So it is very demanding on your PC, but if you follow the settings, like the recommended things, like I don't know what Reddit um, post I was looking at, but... The recommended one, I just went and clicked on that and it, it runs fine. I've not had any issues. And I think they released, they released a patch quite recently, but people have said it didn't do much. But, you know, I imagine that they're going to keep you know, adding those. And I mean, this game, when it comes to Paradox games, they do, and it, it's the modders mainly, but also obviously Paradox themselves, but also modders will add a lot of things to make thing to make it even better and run better and add quality of life improvements to it. So it's great because I'm absolutely loving this game and the fact that it's just going to go you know going to get better and better i can't see myself not playing this for a you know i can see myself playing this for a, a long 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 time mm. very nice and it's quite interesting because yeah people coming in and like asking for advice and stuff and i'm like i don't know i just played Why it are they coming to you i don't know it look i just think it looks you can make a city look really impressive even when it's not but also i think my brain works with those kind of games a bit which is probably, there'll be people like Cheesy and others that are really into these games have been watching me being like, I'm going to sit on my hands. Uh, oh, for sure. So they're probably like, you know, you're not playing it well. But you feel, but I mean, the I'm making a profit. So the money's going up and I'm just doing it slowly. And it's going to be interesting. Well, fuck the citizens, as long as you're making money out of them, right? Exactly, yeah. Might have put my taxes up. It's always like, they're really happy with absolutely everything. But the only negative is that high taxes. And I'm like, you're happy that you've got, Loads of things to do, lots of entertainment, lots of space. You love your house. You've got all, you know, there's uh, job opportunities Suck everywhere. So you can pay good money. Yeah, this is like, this is Europe. This is Sweden. This is Norway. <laughs> yes, there are high taxes. You've created but you've got Scandinavia. Good, I mean, I am playing it on a European mode, but with right-hand drive. So it's pretty much Scandinavia. Well, there you go. And it's in the mountains as well. Yeah, I have literally made you've, Norway, haven't I? Yeah, you have. Okay, great. Good one. I've... But I'm really enjoying it. And I would love to be able to eventually grow it to a megalopolis. Mm. But it'd be cool if I got to the to megalopolis and then I started a new one. But I think I'd have to do myself different challenges. Like right now at the moment, I've been using quite a bit of grid, um, of like grids for the center. Because that's obviously the easiest way for people to get around. Yeah. But I'm like, if I did a next, if I did another one, I would try to see if, I would try, I'd probably plan it beforehand, but I would make it a little bit more natural. Well, maybe European natural. So not necessarily so not Milton Keynes. Not Milton Keynes and not like New York. Okay. So there. That'll, that'll be my goal the next time I do one. But no, I want to build Biggestopia into a megalopolis. Biggestopia. Yeah. God help the citizens of that place. How dare you. I did do one. I did make one mistake. So I put the poo shoot the what the poo shoot what the the sewage squirter right upstream oh no and the water collector i put really far down the river i was like okay it's gonna be fine it's far down and eventually after a, a few weeks it was like mm, these people are getting sick so because they're bathing in shit water they're not they're drinking shit water so they were all drinking shit water so I removed the poo shoot and moved it downstream. Because actually it doesn't matter. As long as it's downstream, it'll, you know, it, they'll take the sewage from wherever in the city. It doesn't need to be nearby. Can't you come up with a healthier and less polluting way of dealing with people's shit? 
Uh, yes, but that costs a lot of money and they're not paying enough taxes to get that. Really? Yeah. Is no. that not a priority in Biggestopia? No, it isn't. No. Wow. We've, um... Fuck the planet. Exactly, yeah. We need to build some... Shocking. ...more police stations and keep those illegal immigrants out of my city. Wow. You heard it here first, everyone. <laughs> Just call me Benjamin Braverman. <laughs> That's the end of the podcast, everyone. <laughs> the end Thanks of my listening. streaming career. No, um, fuck the Tories. Okay. Yes, you are joking. So, to be clear, you are joking. To be clear, yeah. Ed is the Tory here, not me. Fuck off. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Anyway, um, well, other than that, I've been playing a bit of Mario Wonder. 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 And um, I just played a bit of that tonight, and it was great. It was fun. It's exactly what you can imagine from a Super Mario 2D game. I One thing I do love... And I always love this, and I've said this millions of times, especially with... I think it started out kind of with Titanfall 2. I love a game where every level kind of introduces something new mm. and a new mechanic or a new way of doing something. And especially this, because <clears throat> you earn badges. I think they're called badges or yep. patches or something. And these badges will give you, like, an extra move. So it might be that you can use your flat to... Yeah, your flat, your cap to float down. Or it might be you get an extra... You can jump up like you get a double jump against a wall i mean they're quite useful ones or it might be like when you uh start off you start off with your um with like a level up so you know the mushroom the mushroom so there's these badges which is interesting because then you're unlocking them as you're playing them and then you can go back and maybe it'll unlock it maybe it'll help you you know beat a level in a faster time or whatnot at the moment i'm going through and i'm i'm collecting every single one of their super seeds or whatever they are um, so I haven't actually missed any out yet, but I imagine at some point I'll be like, okay, I'm just, I'm not going to go and try and hundred percent the whole thing. Cause it's just going to take ages. I'd quite like to go back and do them later. Um, but it's, yeah, they're just, I'm not going to spoil it, but every level or every couple of levels kind of introduces just something completely new. And it's like, wow, this is, yeah, I've just sat with a big shit eating grin for a lot of it. And it's been, it's been a joy. Although sometimes you do a level and you're like, where the hell is that second super whatever? And you just, then you go back and redo it and you're kind of looking very closely at where a secret uh, zone might be. Because what you do is, so each one gives you either, well, if it's a generic, if it's a normal level, they'll give you two or three super seeds. Mm -hmm. Pretty sure it's called super seed, doesn't it? Or is it a wonder seed? Wonder seed, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, it'll give you, no, because there's also, I've had a royal seed. Oh. But the Wonder Seed, you get two or three, but one of them is for finishing the level. And the other one, and one of the other ones is always for completing it, completing their like Wonder Trip, mm -hmm. the Acid Trip. And it's interesting because the Acid Trip, each time I've done it, has been something completely different. You might be riding a caterpillar, or you might be having to race against some rising water, or you might be, yeah, you every single one just feels completely different. And it's kind of, it's a play or like a complete, you know, turn the volume up to 10 of a mechanic that they've just introduced in that level. It's like, oh, you liked bouncing off that elephant's head, did you? Well, how about you have to kind of jump off 100 to, you know, at intense speed to get to the end of this? And it's never been too difficult. There's, I've done one that was a four star because it tells you the difficulty. Mm -hmm. I've done a four star. That did take a few goes, but it was like in the same way as Celeste is like you, you're learning the play, you're learning the route, you're learning what you need to do and you get a bit further each time and eventually you, you complete it. But I haven't run out of lives yet. I hate games that have lives 
Just let me redo it. Old games. Yeah, it's not the 1980s anymore. We don't need a set number of lives. Wow. Well, you'd agree with your Crash Bandicoot playthrough. I mean, that was bullshit. <laughs> um, yeah, that was... So, Super Mario Wonder, I'll play a lot more, I imagine, over the next week. I think you're going to be streaming it in the future. I Yes, once I finish Liza P, I'm going to play Mario Wonder. And I'm really excited to start that. And I'm really enjoying Liza P, but I'm ready for it to be over so that I can play Mario because I'm excited to play it. Yeah, and I'm just going to start playing it and then be like, oh, this is amazing. I have to wait. Patience, my dear. Mm. Let's see what everyone else has been playing. What have they been playing? Um, so first up, Debs. Recently started diving into some Game Pass games since I now own an Xbox. Mm. Congratulations, Debs. The first game I started off with was Headbangers. I really want to play this. Which is an online group type of game. Think Fall Guys or Party Animals, but with music rhythm games. Each round starts with 30 players and then the next group of 20 progresses after playing a short round of a music type game. I have loved the variety of the games till now, but have not been able to make it past the second round. It's basically like a battle royale, like Fall Guys, but it's with rhythm games. Like, that game is for me. Oh, thirsty. Always. Uh, that game yes. is for me. I really want to play it. And also, you get to dress up a pigeon, but the pigeons definitely look like dicks. Yeah, but it's a pigeon, and I know you've got a phobia of pigeons. Here you go, folks. If you want to know, Ed is absolutely terrified I'm of not, little pigeons. I'm not terrified of pigeons. Ed, you've asked... I just don't like them when they fly at your face. But even when they're not, even like when you see a pigeon, you're like, oh no. I'm I'll walk around it so it doesn't fly in my face, yeah. Have you ever had a pigeon fly in your face? Is there like some yes. kind of trauma that's like hit you in the face and it's... It happens all the time. What's wrong with... Is it because you're shocked? Because it never happens with me. Oh, whatever. I've never had a pigeon like fly in my... Like, yeah, they'll go close to it, but they don't want to... Have they actually smacked you in the face? No. Oh, so but they get close about? to you. And so it's annoying. I don't want a pigeon flapping near me. Weird. Whatever. Do you know a pigeon is a type of dove? It's the same word in Spanish. It's an evil ha dove. It's a rat of the sky. Paloma. Faith. Well, do you know, so Paloma, Paloma means pigeon. Pigeon Faith. That is her name. Great. Yeah. Lana Del Rey, do you know what her name is? <sighs> it's one of your few stories and facts that you like to show off about. Will of the King. Great. Well done. Debs has also been playing um, another game I've been loving. It's Thirsty Suitors. Another game I really want to play. Very good things about it. Which is a story adventure type game based on a young woman of Indian heritage named Jala who is just running um, skateboarding her way through life. The battles are RPG style, but there is also a cooking game as well where you cook various Indian dishes by pressing various button combinations on screen. Until now, I've been liking the story, which also has a queer aspect to it. I really want to play this as well. It's another game I want to play. Okay. Um, it's kind of like Scott Pilgrim, but you're playing as yeah a young Indian girl. I play Scott Pilgrim. But you know what it's about, right? No. So Scott Pilgrim is him having to confront his ex-girlfriends. Okay. And so it's... it's is it a, a game or an anime? It's a game, but it's also a comic book series. Ah, and it was I a heard. film. Yeah. Um, and he has to go back and sort of confront his ex-girlfriends. Um, top up? Sure, I'll have a top up of wine. Yeah. Um, Speaking of which thirsty. Is, which is um, a different battle, basically, in the game. And this works very similarly, where you're playing as Jala, and she has to confront her previous thirsty suitors. Um, but it's like turn-based battles. Mm. Um, and I think it's a mixture of men and women, so it is very queer-friendly. But and it's I also love... bringing in yeah. um, her Indian heritage. Like, I think there's a special move where you can like get her mum... To come and like shout at people for you. Isn't there a one of the suitors? I remember seeing a trailer. Isn't there a suitor that's like apparently a very like stereotype of an Indian gentleman where their mum is just really kind of 
he's a complete mum's boy. Something like that. Yeah. And it's apparently like a, a kind of, it's a snapshot of various lifestyles and various uh, cultures that maybe we're not familiar with. So it's going to be yeah. eye-opening and interesting to players, I think. Definitely. I think it's got, in that sense, really good representation. Is it on Game Pass? I think it will be. I played it very briefly at Gamescom on the Xbox booth. Mm. And I think it's something they're pushing. So it's, I'm pretty sure it's an Annapurna game. Um, I think. Well, you know what's going to happen? You know what I'm going to get in a week? What? PlayStation Portal. Because I was like, is it going to be it a in a week's time? Yeah, it's like the 15th. Oh, oh so nine days. expect a review of that then. You will definitely. Um, so I played a bit of Thirsty Suitors at Gamescom, but it was very much a skateboarding bit. So there's like, because she's a skateboarder. Yeah. So you go to a skate park and it's like Tony Hawk's trying to do tricks and get the top score. So I was playing more of that than the battles. Mm. Um, but I'm really interested to see more of this. I think it looks really cool. So hmm. thank you for bringing it up. Uh, Dan has been playing Jusson. Another game I want to play. There's also on Game Pass. Uh, just a short, sweet, and simple-to-play game with amazing vibes and music. Um, which is all Dan tells us people about said that. about Cocoon, and I didn't like that. I've given up on Cocoon, by the way. What? Yeah. It's just not for me. I thought I'd played about six hours of it, and it turns out it wasn't even two. That's how much I was enjoying it. There's no story. I need a story. It's just move this ball to here, move this There's ball there. There's no story there. in City Skylines. Oh, there is in my eyes. I am the mayor and the dictator of this village slash upcoming city. Well, that's what's good about Cocoon is that you, it's ambiguous and you can come up no, with your city own story. No, City Skylines isn't ambiguous. That's a city. It's growing. I don't need an ambiguous story. I'm, it's not the Matrix. I'll wait for Game of the Year. Um, well, I'm vetoing that. It's not going to be in the top ten. It bloody well will be. Oh, it's just moving a ball from one place to another. It's like, it's not thing groundbreaking, honestly. Baba is you. You is did not get far enough into that game then. I don't need to be juggling all these balls. I got into the, like, the fourth. I so. despair. I think I say despise you. I was like, wow. I mean, that too, but I despair. It's just not my kind of game. City Skylines is my kind of game. Football manager, that's my kind of game. I might be playing Call of Duty later this week. That's my kind of game. Not on my TV. Not <laughs> um, oh, TV. I don't remember you buying it. <laughs> I don't remember you buying that. I'll have my PlayStation Portal to play. Anyway, anyway. we're listening to Dan. Oh, yeah. uh, also, keep going back to Baldur's Gate 3, which I'm still loving every second of. The sheer scale is amazing and the performances continue to blow me away. Would love some quality of life improvements to BG3, though. Mm. Like being able to manage all companions' gear and levels at camp without having to constantly switch people in and out of your party, which in itself is kind of tedious as you have to tell people to leave before asking others to join. Yeah, you're, you're like a true. one person playing a four person or even more than that game. Mm. Of D &D. It's like a D&D &D for a one person playing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I guess is what it's meant to be. Need to get back to that. Yeah, that will be once City Skylines, as you know, once I've kind of, you know, I've seen, exhausted it. Well, once I've sought medical help for my addiction to City Skylines 2, I think I'll I'll go back to that because then I need to go back to Final Fantasy 14 as well. It's just two At least games. my... Yeah, and, and now I'm reducing my load down to two streams a week then. I mean, maybe... Well, you can play more in your spare time. That is true, but then there's things like Baldur's Gate that I don't want to play in my spare time because I've done the Be a Dick playthrough. Well, you better crack on then. Mm. Uh, Chaddy, I've also been playing some Headbangers, the pigeon rhythm game. You play lots of little mini games in 30-person tournament over four rounds. Each time the bottom portion of the leaderboard are eliminated. I have managed to get to the final game, but still not won a tournament yet. 
Um, as with most party games, they are extremely frustrating at times, as you always want to win. I will say, I saw, saw Starhammer playing it, who first game won, got to the final round and won it. Like, yeah. nailed it. I refuse to play Battle Royale games. No, no more. No Fall Guys. I'm going play... to try this, and if, if I don't win a game, I'm going to be very annoyed. Well, I've never won a Battle Royale. So I did play Fortnite. That's not the game I played. I played two rounds on the OG map. Well, you're going to be playing more of that this week, aren't you? Yes. Although, can I just say that I played... First round was a bit of a disaster. Second round, because I landed at Tilted Towers. Very dangerous. Second round, I came fifth with seven kills. You still didn't win, though, did you? No, um, I don't ever win single-player battle royals, ever. Wait, listen to Chaddy. No. Chaddy has also been feeding his competitive side with some more Dota as well. I play for my sins, as that is another game that really gets me mad at times. I need banning. No, I mean, well, if it gets you mad, yeah. But, like, I never feel guilty about playing a game that you enjoy. I mean, fair. I enjoy a little bit of Call of Duty each year. I play about three hours and go, that's enough for me. But I enjoy those three hours. And that costs you about 70 quid every time. No, because I think they're sending me a coat. <laughs> I think they did last year as well. Wow. Very kind. As long as they do it, yeah, I wouldn't buy it. I won't pay that much money. Good. Don't pay that much money. Wait for it to be. It'll be on Game Pass in a couple of years. Good. And lastly, Lenny. Spend more on me. What? Because you want me to spend more on you. I mean, if you're offering. <laughs> I'll buy you Call of Duty. That's fine. No. Lenny Lavi, I've returned to Genshin Impact this past week. Right now, just going through what side quests I had queued already before continuing on with the MSQ. But how do you feel about it, Lenny Lavi? Mm. Tell us. Mm. Is it good? Is it shit? Are you addicted? Yeah, give us your opinions. Give us some thoughts. Right, let's move on to the headlines, shall we? Blah, 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 blah. Headlines with Ed Nightingale. Sure. Um, what's in the news? What's in the news? Well, first up, we have a release date for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet's second DLC. Wait, the first one's been out? The first one has been out. Oh. Uh, the Teal Mask, which was released in September. The Glitch Fest. I mean, the whole game is a, is a Glitch Fest. A fun Glitch Fest, though. Yes. So the expansion is called The Hidden Treasure of Area Zero. It comes in two parts. There was the Teal Mask in September. And the second pass part is the Indigo Disc. And that is coming out on the 14th of December. Ooh, right in time for Christmas. Exactly. Which takes trainers to the Oceanic Blueberry Academy. And there are some new legendary Pokemon and an extended story and all those sorts of bits. It's probably going to be a buggy mess. But a fun buggy mess. Yes. So if you want more Pokemon... That was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, because we put it on our... Did we put it on our top 10, I think? Like 7 or 8, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It was the Because it was better than Arceus. Yes, it was. But Arceus I quite liked. But Scarlet... Yeah, if you've not played uh, Violet or Scarlet... So Scarlet Violet, is that mm -hmm. what you want to call? Um... Give it a go. If you're into kind of Pokemon, it is the probably the best Pokemon game that's out there. It just runs like dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> like if I can look past terrible performance. If you can look past, past it, that's something. Exactly. It must be good. Now, you somewhat spoiled this a little bit earlier, but there we go. Um, at the weekend, just gone, it was BlizzCon, which it is was. nowhere near as good as FanFest. No, it's sweatier. Although there were some topless muscle people there. They were probably straight. Yeah. Anyway, I, various... I sent a picture of these two guys, two hunks, topless they with muscles, kind of showing off. And I was like, that doesn't happen at FanFest. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but I'd rather be at FanFest. Yeah. Um, there were a number of announcements. There are three expansions coming to World of Warcraft. Bloody hell. 
Um, there is a new expansion coming to Diablo 4 next year. Meh. Meh. Uh, there's also some new characters coming to Overwatch. Meh. Wow. Are we going back to WoW? Or... We are going back to WoW. Okay. Why do you so want So there are people complaining. Oh. Because there is an ultimate edition of this first expansion that's like $60, I want to say, or more. And it gives you three-day early access. And people are like, are you kidding me? Because it's then you pay more and you've got your head in the race to reach like the max level and that kind of thing. And I've, I completely agree with people that despise it. I think paying for early, like to play a game early is like paying more and getting like a premium edition. Especially, I don't know, I think they do give you the odd extra skin or whatnot. But when you're, yeah, pe I, th I just find it really awful and really predatory when you give when you offer someone to like an extra three days or five days early access if they get like the premium edition i think it's really predatory because it definitely plays into those people's minds that you know i'm missing out if i pay a little bit more i can play this right now and i just i think that's scummy i mean i wasn't going to bring that off that up but you know go off no, I, it's one thing I really hate. Like, okay, I, I don't mind getting, you know, pre-order bonuses. You get the ultimate, you get all these in-game things that are, you know, maybe you really want them and stuff. That I can look past. But when it's like actually you get to play the whole game early just because you've paid more, I think that's really predatory. And it does. Uh, and that's, sorry. No, no. I saw Iona on Twitter saying the same thing. And free-to-play games, like microtransactions, even if they're cosmetic only, they're not optional. They are optional, obviously, literally, but they play into people's kind of addictions and they play into their FOMO and they play into their kind of like, oh, if you get this, then this, you know, you're going to be better than the other person. You can show off this. It, it's just really scummy. The ironic thing is that you've been burned by this as well because uh -huh. you bought Diablo 4 so that you could play that a few days early. Yeah. And then you hate it. Yeah, and I got the season pass with that, and uh, I mean that wasn't what I was thinking of. But no, I mean I've which was also Blizzard. So yeah, no, congrats. The, the worst one for me, the one that really, really pissed me off was Hitman Three, because that came out. They gave you a, I think it was like five days, because I was really looking forward to it. Hitman One was like my game of the year when it came out. Genuinely, mm. then Hitman Two came out. It was very, very good. Loved that. Um, then I was like, obviously couldn't believe that Hitman 3 was going to come out as well and they were going to build on it and they were going to build a big hub that you could play the other two games in etc etc and then yeah it was like five days early extra for paying you, you, you can play you can play the game five days earlier if you get the ultimate edition and I was like oh what else do you get nothing it's literally you're just paying more to play so they're delaying the game pretty much for people that don't pay this extortionate amount which I just think is the scummiest thing they can do they're not even giving you anything they're just saying don't you pay can for play it this. don't pay for it no but it, i wasn't it, gonna bring that up yeah and no, i just hate that that's really pisses me off what i was gonna bring up was <laughs> wow on console oh yeah that's good though i'll play that yeah there you go uh <laughs> give me that early i'll pay for it <laughs> because um some people at blizzard were talking to games radar um about bringing wow to console mm. and they said that this it's is news to me i didn't know about this there you go um, and they said that they talk about it all the time, is the quote. Do they? Um, when asked whether it was technical logistics or complexities that would hold World of Warcraft back from coming to console, um, they admitted that the answer depends on who you ask. I don't think it's about technical issues, frankly. No, the game uh, this looks like is, shit. This is um, 
Holly Longdale, who's an exec producer. Um, I don't think it's about technical issues. I think we're pretty well positioned to port it to consoles, which is kind of why we talk about it. It's a complicated question. Um, for a console audience, the approachability is likely going to be different, which is very true. Yeah. Um, right now, we're focused on the World Soul Saga. Um, but, you know, they might be considering it. As they said, we are Microsoft now. And when's the expansion out? It's a very good question. Because it wouldn't surprise me. Next year. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they did the console launch alongside that because this is the start of a new saga. So imagine if yeah, they're it's like just in 2024. Yeah, imagine if that comes out in like September or whatever. That's a time when like you could see it being, you know, coming to console. Well, they've said we're Microsoft now. Yeah. And that, you know, Microsoft want to push Xbox. So is that something you want to think about? Maybe. I'd give it a go. I mean, I I played WoW a tiny 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 bit back in the day, but literally I was playing it. I was playing it 10 years ago and going, oh, this looks really... Like, it put me off it because it looked so bad because it was it looked so kind of old. Mm. And that was 10 years ago. So I, I haven't watched I haven't watched anybody streaming it. I haven't played it at all. But am I going to go and this go and play this and go, Jesus, this is this is like RuneScape. Knowing you, probably, yes. But I also kind of want to play it a little bit just because it's the old... Just would, to would say you, you've done it. Would you do Alliance or Horde? What? What? I don't know. Wow. Guess what it means. Good and evil? Yeah. Horde um, is evil. Like the orcs and stuff. Oh, I don't want to be an orc. Well, you can be other things as well. Demon slayers and I know, maybe I don't know what they are. They're racist. Oh. But there's like the evil ones and then there's the good ones, the, the good guys, the white knights. I'd probably be a good guy, which is a bit But basic. apparently like the stories are different. You can't be in the same guild as somebody on the wrong side. I think I started out with both because I a little bit and I, th I actually enjoyed... The Horde one a little bit more, but I think I'd probably go Alliance. Because I'd like to be, you know, a good guy. I always go for good guys. An in upstanding RPGs. citizen. That's me. Mm. Um, Fortnite. Yes, play that. Yeah, you talked about it. Um, It's had its highest number of concurrent players. Ever. Ever. And this game has been out for years at this point. 37% of all Xbox players, regular Xbox players, were playing it at a certain point. Well, there you go. 37%. If you're not aware, basically, obviously, Fortnite runs in chapters, and every chapter they um, change the map. Mm -hmm. And they're sort of between chapters at the moment, so they have brought back the old map as part of the ongoing and story. And apparently that every week it's going to change. Yeah, so they're going to be updating it um, as they did the original map. Uh, they're going to be updating that over the next few weeks. Mm. So over weeks rather than months, as they originally did. Um so yeah, it's basically the original game. And what I've heard is that actually it's a bit shit because they've obviously iterated on the map and made it better every time. But people have a lot of nostalgia. Even though it's only a few mm. years old, they have a lot of nostalgia for the original map. Well, the thing is, the original and map is from... I'm not finished talking. Well, it's not, you, I'm the Fortnite pro here. I, I know about Fortnite. I got seven pro? kills. Pro? I came fifth with seven kills. Um, they've not put the original, original, original map on. No. It's like season five or something because the first ones were literally like copy paste. There were certain areas that were identical on the map because it was just, there were two, like, there were two like barn farms, farms, farms. There were two farmyard areas with like a bunch of barns that were just literally copied in two parts of the map. So yeah, it was very, very basic. basic. So yeah, it's not quite that version, but, um, 
Yesterday, so this was Sunday, was the biggest day in Fortnite's history with over 44.7 million players jumping in. 102 million hours were played. Wait, was that last night? Yesterday? Mm. That's when I was playing. <laughs> I was one of them. Well, there you go. Did I tell you I game fifth with seven kills? Um, oh, hang on. This was, oh, it was posted on the 5th of November, yesterday. which was Sunday, and they said yesterday, so they meant Saturday. Wait, actually, it was Saturday, wasn't it? Because I was streaming on Sunday. If you say so, man. I was one of those millions. Great. Um, so, yeah, Fortnite is is back in a very big way. People are very excited about it. Mm, they are. Um, <laughs> this is quite a fun story. Oh. Um, A.G. Ayanuma, who is the producer of the Zelda series at the moment, has been named a Knight of the Order of Arts and Letters in France. Arts and Letters. Yeah. <laughs> So this is basically the equivalent of a knighthood ah. that you get in France. Um, they don't get called sir. So in the UK, yeah. when you get knighted... Sir means under. You, Sure. It does. You um, you get called sir, so you become Sir Biggest Benis, um, Thank you. Or whatever. Um, in France, you don't get that, but you are um, named a knight of the Order of Arts and Letters by the French Minister of Culture. Does he get a baguette and does this... No, but... Okay. Um, but yeah, AJ Ainuma has been um, brought into that. Is he uh, French? For, no, he's Japanese, obviously. I don't know. Why, his, why in France? For his services to, it, to art and video games through the Zelda series. Is he equivalent of having, having like an honorary doctorate? Kind of. Um, Shigeru Miyamoto is, has also been put, uh, inducted, I guess, oh. uh, knighted. Um, but that was a few years ago. Yeah, I bet. Also, uh, Michelle Ansel, who's known as the designer of Rayman. Um, and Beyond Good and Evil. Mm. Um, also, Fable. She'll be French. Peter Molyneux has also been knighted by the French. So basically, they're they're recognizing um, video game artists as they should. Good for them. As or just we, have we got any sirs that are in video games? Mm, I think there's one because we looked it up earlier, and I can't remember his name. But he's not. Um, he's more of an industry entrepreneur mm. person rather than a kind of well-known face. Wow. Um, Come on, Charles, get to it. Yeah. Maybe the maybe once we've got rid of our fuddy-duddy government, they'll bring in some that are maybe a little bit more in tune with video games. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, and then the last story is a new video from Did You Know Gaming? And I they did. do a lot of sort of retro investigations and stuff like that. And I say retro, and I mean it literally, because they've looked into Retro Studios, which is the studio that made Metro Prime. On the GameCube, which is a game that you don't like. Was it? Did you show a GameCube? Yes, Metroid Prime was on the GameCube. Thank you. Did I know you, what you're getting did at. Did you write an article and I include wrong information? I know I didn't. <laughs> um, Retro Studios uh, actually was working on a Portal-esque first-person puzzler, uh, which they called Adept, uh, which was developed after Metroid Prime 3, so it would come out on the Wii. And... Basically, it's a sort of first-person puzzle, so it's like Portal, but instead of having two portals, you would have different cylinders, which would have different properties. So it would either jump you up or suck you in, or different elements and things like that. And it would have more combat in it, um, unlike Portal. Um, and they made a prototype, and they sent it to Nintendo. And Nintendo said no, because they didn't really get it. They didn't really understand it. They hadn't played Portal. They didn't really understand what was important about it. Mm. Um, which is a shame because actually there's a prototype which has now been shown and it looks pretty cool uh, and would have been quite a good idea I think. Are they going to um, release it? But 
no, no, no. It's all fallen apart now. It's, you know, this was years ago. Uh, but yeah, Nintendo, just very Nintendo and didn't really get it and said no to it, which is a shame. Mm. Um, did you also know, you wouldn't have known this, uh, Metroid Prime, when they first started making it, they had a face for Samus and they used Cindy Crawford. So Samus looked like Cindy Crawford originally. Oh. There you go. You don't give a shit. Metro End Prime. of the podcast. Bye. <laughs> People that like Metroid Prime love Metroid Prime. People who love Metroid Prime have taste. And yeah. I salute you. I am glad that you have found happiness in Metroid Prime. It pleases me. But I, it's just not for me. Uh, maybe it would be. I just haven't played it. Well, exactly. So stop. Well, Metro, one, Metroid was one of my first ever games that I played on the Game Boy. What was that one called? Return of Samus. Is that the one? Metroid um, 2. Yeah, I played that and I couldn't get past like the first 10 minutes of the game. I mean, that is the worst Metroid game. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. I remember there was some egg and I could shoot it and it would eventually break. And that's all I could remember. Um, and then the other one was Metroid Dread a little bit and I hated it. It was not for me. But why? I dread to ask this. Literally. Um, it was why? just incredibly difficult. And uh, yeah, I didn't. I don't do those kind of games. But imagine that in 3D as first person. Yeah. Would that help? At least? No, it's just not my kind of game. You just got to understand that we have different tastes. <sighs> Better and worse taste. Yeah. Well, I, you said it, not me. All right. So Ed underscore nice. Where can we find you? You can find me on Twitch. In fact, just find me there. Just just come watch Twitch. Yeah. And uh, you can find me, Biggest Benus, on Twitch. And Biggest Benus 1 on X. No, Twitter. Um, but yeah, Swap Enjoy 6 will be back. We're going to be slightly changing the schedule from December because we're on holiday at the end of November, end of this month. And then in December, I believe we're going to be putting the podcast up every Thursday. I think it's going to be, isn't it? We're going to record on a Wednesday. Yes. Up on a Thursday. And the fact that we don't have anything scheduled for Wednesdays means that we can actually do that. Hopefully. Yes. This so, one, hopefully, we'll remember. Well, I know. When, I'll put it on my in my diary okay. that Wednesdays are podcast nights and sure. they go up. Um, and because I'm going to do, I think, the playthrough of Spider-Man, for example, to start with, will be like, a Tuesday, uh, like a Monday and a Wednesday, podcast on a Thursday, and then I'm streaming Friday, Sunday. So there'll be content going up all the time. Nice. But yeah, go to swapenjoysticks.com. Um, the videos for the interview with Rook and also with Juan, they will be up on YouTube as well. But yeah, so make sure you subscribe on there, ring the bell, and you'll be alerted when those go up, as you will with all the other videos that go up on there as well. That's on youtube.com slash biggestbenus. Because Ed doesn't have one. No. There's no identity. It doesn't even have a Discord. You said that earlier, and I'm like, well, I'm a it's, nobody. It's our Discord. It's not. It's got your name on it. Just because it's got my name on it doesn't mean it's mine. I mean, that 